This is My Child Will Thrive, and I'm your host, Tara Hunkin, nutritional therapy practitioner, certified GAPS practitioner, restorative wellness practitioner, and mother. I'm thrilled to share with you the latest information, tips, resources, and tools to help you on the path to recovery for your child with ADHD, autism, sensory processing disorder, or learning disabilities. My own experiences with my daughter, combined with as much training as I can get my hands on, research I can dig into, and conferences I can attend, have helped me to develop systems and tools for parents like you who feel overwhelmed trying to help their children. So sit back as I share another great topic to help you on your journey. It's episode 10 of the My Child Will Thrive podcast, and here's what's coming up. So you decide that your objective in going to the conference is so that you can get a clear understanding of what mitochondrial dysfunction is. A quick disclaimer before we get started. My Child Will Thrive is not a substitute for working with a qualified healthcare practitioner. The information provided on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat your child. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before implementing any information or treatments that you have learned about on this podcast. There are many gifted, passionate, and knowledgeable practitioners with hundreds if not thousands of hours of study and clinical experience available to help guide you. Part of our goal is to give you the knowledge and tools you need to effectively advocate for your child so that you don't blindly implement each new treatment that comes along. No one knows your child better than you. No one knows your child's history like you do or can better judge what is normal or abnormal for your child. The greatest success in recovery comes from the parent being informed and asking the right questions and making the best decisions for their child in coordination with a team of qualified practitioners in different areas of specialty. Now on with the show. Today we're going to talk about how to maximize the value of attending a conference, whether it's in person or a virtual conference, and what you can get out of it to help your child. I know I get really excited every time I see the information on any new conference that's out there, whether it's in person or online. I take a look at all the speakers and the things they they're talking about and you know, want to geek out on all of that. And think of all the possibilities about some nugget that I might be able to learn or an aha moment I may have that could help my children or the children I work with. It's hard not to get excited, but when I first started attending online summits or in-person conferences, I would be really wowed with all the information. And then on the way home or after the online event, I ended up having a wave of overwhelm most of the time. Because you, you get to the point where then you're saying to yourself, well, what does it all mean? And how do I implement this? And where do I go from here? Or just that the information was so technical that it took a lot of time to you know, reflect and, and learn it in depth so you could apply it. What I learned from all of this, and I'm hoping to help you avoid, is that having a plan uh, when you're going to a conference to deal with that overwhelm before you get there uh, and make that way you can make the connections you need to succeed while you're, you're at the conference or watching it online becomes the, having that plan is way, makes it way more worth more than the price of admission of going to the conference in the first place. So what I'm going to do today is share with you uh, how to maximize the value of attending a conference, whether it's in person or online, 
and uh, give you some tools in which to do that with. One of those tools is going to be a uh, conference and summit checklist, success checklist, which you'll be able to download for free from the My Child Will Thrive website. It will be under podcast number 10. So let's start out and talk about how to go about doing this. The first thing you want to do when you're looking at um, choosing or, or, or you've decided to go to a conference is to set some objectives. Like why, why are you attending this conference in the first place? Why are you going to spend the time watching it online if you're doing it from home? Some of us do it to gain more knowledge. It might be to find resources to help our kids, or you might be going to an event or participating in a Facebook group uh, for an online event to meet other parents or maybe some pr- practitioners. And sometimes we're just at that point where we're trying to figure out what's our next step with our children. So those are all different reasons why we, we do these things. And, and once you know why you want to attend, like what that main objective is, you can then step back and then set some clear goals for the event that you're going to. So what I try to do is set three clear objectives for taking this time to, to do this additional learning or, or travel and spend the money and attend a conference. You know, we all know that our time is precious and a lot of us haven't had a lot of opportunity to travel without our children if you are actually traveling to an in-person conference. And if you, even if you're watching in a, a conference online, you don't typically have a lot of extra hours in the day to do those things. So we want to really make sure that the plan is solid so that you're really getting the most out of spending that time con- consuming all that information. The Three types of objectives I tend to set out is usually one in the area of learning, and there might be more than one, but but let's just, for argument's sake, say there's one in the area of learning. So what am I looking to learn? And we'll get it back into that a little bit more in a second. And then one in the area of connecting. So connecting with people, uh, practitioners, parents, vendors, whatever it might be, but trying to upset an objective around connecting and then setting one for how or what type of clarity you're trying to get out of attending the conference or summit. So some examples that I I have of, of doing this, um, for example, with learning, if your, your objective is you have been curious about what everybody's talking about in these groups that you've heard of, mitochondrial dysfunction and you you think that it might be a problem for your child so you decide that your objective in going to the conference is so that you can get a clear understanding of what mitochondrial dysfunction is its signs its symptoms and what are the different courses of treatment so that would be a clear objective around that it also could be um you know you can do it in lots of different ways like for example You could say that I want to learn more about any topic, um, you know, because because you've been hearing about it or you could set it around a set of symptoms or it could be a particular type of therapy. So whatever makes the most sense to you. When it comes to setting an example for connecting, you could try and make it really specific. Say, I want to meet five other parents so I can have someone to speak speak with and talk out my ideas and challenges. 
So again, as I, um, or you could be saying that I want to find these people so I can create my own um, support group, or I'm going to find some people that live in the area that I do um, through this event. So people that are interested that in the same things as I am and have the same challenges with their kids, but I might be able, able to go and meet up in person. That would be a good objective for connecting. And the third one being um, clarity. So the clarity that you want to achieve. So an example of that would be treat like are the treatments and therapies I'm currently using the right ones for my child uh, to help them with their poor muscle tone and endurance. Of course, I'm reflecting back on the mitochondrial dysfunction as well, but the clarity doesn't necessarily have to go around the learning piece, but often it will. Um, you may be struggling with something in particular with your child, this particular juncture in their treatment and therapies, and you want to get clarity around whether or not you want to stay the course or investigate other options or layer something on top of what you're already doing. So the clarity objective will be about something to do with that. So after you've set your objectives, um, let's dive into how to go about executing on them. So what, what, what we would do to do our best learning, connecting, and implementing when we get home. With respect to learning, once you've established your learning objective and take a look at the conference schedule and map out what speakers or topics appear to be the most important for you to attend, um, that will give you a really good idea of how much time you're going to need to spend in uh, looking at different things and then how much additional time you can you can put on to other items. So, you know, leave some white space, as they say, in your calendar so that you can look into other options if you have a chance to. Now, the, the tricky part I've always found with this is that you're going to see other topics that might pique your interest and you don't necessarily want to ignore them because that the new um, could be an enlightening topic for you and your child. But you want to just look at that those additional topics you hadn't necessarily thought about and revisit it based on your objectives. And you could also be, look at your current therapy plan for your child and see how they integrate with what you're doing right now. The key thing is, is not to get too far off course. So if you use that, that as your guide to determine whether or not you're chasing another shiny object or if it potentially fits with your overall objectives. And then when you're mapping out your time for learning, especially at an in-person conference, you can take a look at the list of vendors that are there as well because you can also learn from just going and speaking with them about their products. It's a lot faster way um, to get a really good look at what the different products and services that are out there. And if it, for example, supplement companies typically have samples. So if you're concerned about whether or not your child will actually tolerate taking a particular supplement, it's a great time to go and pick up um, samples as well. In the end, it's a really great opportunity to connect with the uh, people that know the most about those products and services and ask them all the questions that um, you want to. So if you look at an exhibitor's list um, when you're planning things out as well, you'll be able to see which vendors you really, really feel you should be going to speak with. And ideally, you're going to put a list of questions uh, that you have about their products or services um, 
you know, write it down ahead of time because it's a very exhausting experience when you're at an in-person conference in particular, and there's so much information to learn. You get very tired very quickly and you're speaking to other parents. It's a very, um, long and taxing environment, um, even though it's fantastic at the same time. So writing out questions ahead of time is really, really important. The other thing is, is that you often with the speakers um, of the actual uh, talks that you go to, both online and in person, the speakers are going to usually have time for you to ask them questions directly. So as you're going along, you're going to want to write down any questions. If you're listening to a talk in particular, um, you're going to write down those questions as you go. So when you have that opportunity to ask questions, you can hop up and ask them. And if it's an online event, you usually are, have an ability to either jump in a Facebook group and talk about it there or comment on the speaker page and get someone to answer a question. And some of, some of the virtual events even have live components to them where you can get on a Q&A at some point during the event as well. So that this is a really important component. Obviously, for the vendors, you can actually write out the questions ahead of time, and you may add to them as you go, but uh, I would ideally write them out um, ahead of time as well. Another key component to the learning part is that you're going to want to set up a a note-taking system of some kind. I love Evernote. Uh, I love Evernote because it allows me to, where you're allowed to, it allows me to record the audio from a session that I might be at so that I can review the audio later on, especially when it's a more technical session and I might miss a few things the first time around. It also allows me at the same time to type in notes. I can also take pictures of slides that are up on the projector if I need to, or pictures of people's business cards and make notes right in there. In the end, it's just a great uh, one-stop shop uh, note-taking system. And as I mentioned before, I also usually will write my questions down as I go as well and summarize my thoughts. So that's a quick overview of the approach I take to the learning objective. Next, we want to talk about the uh, connecting. When you're at looking at the conference schedule, you're also going to see that there are often events that are set up to do exactly that. They're there to help parents meet other parents or practitioners in some cases or speakers um, and allow them to connect one-on-one and in person. The online events usually do these through Facebook groups or they do them through live kickoffs and closings where you can get in and interact through chat groups as well. Obviously, in-person is always better, but um, it is amazing uh, how many people connect online these days, and you can often find uh, people that are closer to you in the world than you ever imagined. So in addition to this, um, you're going to want to look at uh, the to look into whether or not the online the online summits, you're going to want to make sure that you do engage in a Facebook group if they do have one there. If you don't find those things for either of the conferences, uh, feel free to jump in our group at the My Child Will Thrive Village Facebook group, and we'll be happy to, to have you there and connect with you there. The last part of the objectives are getting clarity around what 
you are trying to accomplish with your child. So clarity and implementation is sort of the last step in the planning process. And it then carries on after you finish the the event. Because you have set out a a particular goal that you want to get some clarification around before you go, you are going to then, most of the work around the clarity um, comes in the learning and then after the event, and I can't stress enough how important it is that you do this immediately after the event. And in particular, it's important to schedule a time to gather all your notes and review them and summarize your thoughts based on what you've learned during that period of time. You don't want to end up like me and find notes from a session that you watched online a year before or from a conference you attended that you realize you could have made an important changes to your child's plan sooner. Unfortunately, I I have been uh, victim to that, of not following up on my notes right away and coming across them later and really kicking myself for not addressing something sooner because the information really was there. We're so overwhelmed by everything we have to do day to day just to get through our daily routines to help our kids that the momentum and the knowledge uh, from the event we just attended often gets lost in the daily shuffle if we don't deliberately sit down and review and decide how we're going to, what what action needs to be taken, if any. After you've done this, like su- summarized your notes and your takeaways, it's time to come up with an action plan. And here's a you know quick list of four things that I I think you should do. And this list should be then discussed with your practitioners as well. The first thing you want to do is write down changes you think you should make right away based on what you've learned. You want to put references to your notes um, in this action plan so you can show your practitioner and you also want to track how you came to that conclusion because sometimes we can connect the dots just after the time of the event because we've everything's really fresh in our minds but we might not see that where the the um, logic is later on. Keeping in mind that it's also important to both um, make gradual changes and make changes one at a time and then document them so you know what is working and what isn't. Documentation is so key in this regard to help us not make the wrong turn, but also be able to identify when we've made the right one. The second thing is that you should list out new treatments or therapies that you think you should investigate further. So something might have sparked your interest, but you don't necessarily have enough information just from that event on that particular um, treatment or therapy, and it needs to be addressed through doing some more research and talking to your practitioners and maybe talking to some of the other parents that you've connected with. The third thing is uh, you want to make a list of any tests that you think need to be run before making any changes. Again, this is this should be discussed with your practitioner. But if the bud- your budget allows, testing can help give you an objective ben- benchmark to evaluate any of these changes you might make to your child's protocols. And the fourth thing is assign a due date or timelines and schedule things into your calendar um, and responsibilities for each of these items and set up the uh, appropriate follow-up appointments to discuss them with your practitioner team. Again, 
it's, I can't stress enough how important it is that these things are laid out and scheduled because the one day these days, I don't know about you, but it does for me, runs into another. And it's really important to set these out in a structured way so that you can methodically work your way through the different things you're thinking about doing with your child. The greatest success comes from this kind of planning, tracking, and implementing. And really what we're doing on an ongoing basis is recording what, what's going on with our kids, analyzing it, yeah, then interpreting it, and then we revise what we, we, we have been doing based on all that information, and then we're going to execute the plan again. And then we're going to go through the whole cycle again and record um, what we're doing so we can then analyze and interpret it and then um, revise it again. It's this constant, um, it's like infinity signs um, system of going back and, and forth through the cycle until um, you get it just right. Just to recap, what you need to do in order to maximize the value of attending a conference once you've chosen to attend one, either whether it be in person or in, online, attending conferences can be really, really important to helping you learn about what the underlying root causes are for your child and what you should be investigating further for treatments and therapies for your child. So I want you to seriously consider either attending something in person or online if that's more convenient in the near future. In order to get the most out of these events, you should be setting clear objectives for learning connecting and implementation before you go off to the event or start to sit down to watch the sessions online. In order to do this, um, if you follow the conference and summit success checklist that I've created for you, which you can download for free on the My Child Will Thrive website under uh, podcast episode 10, then you will have it all laid out for you and you're going to get more than your money's worth out of uh, spending the time on doing this additional learning. And in the end, it does not matter whether the the conference is online or in person, because both, in, in my experience, have been game changers in terms of learning new things that um, have opened my eyes to new opportunities with my child and with uh, the children I've worked with. I hope this has been helpful and I hope maybe I will see some of you at the Autism One Conference in Colorado Springs this year uh, in a few weeks. And I look forward to hearing from you uh, in the comments uh, for this podcast on the My Child Will Thrive website or in the, our Facebook group, the My Child Will Thrive Village. Uh, about what you think about this episode and whether or not you plan on attending a conference and if you have in the past planned things out or have things gone awry for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you go over to iTunes and give us a review. The more um, feedback we get, the more we can improve and we can make sure that other people are um, seeing that the podcast is out there for their use as well. Thanks again. And I look forward to talking to you next week. So that's a wrap. Thanks for joining me this week on My Child Will Thrive. I'm so passionate about giving you the tools and information you need to help your child recover. 
And as they say, it takes a village. So join us in the My Child Will Thrive Village Facebook group, where you can meet like-minded parents and stay up to date on everything we have going on at My Child Will Thrive. This is Tara Hunkin, and I'll catch you on the next podcast or over at mildchildwillthrive.com. Me again. Here I thought I was all done for today, but I forgot to mention something I'm super excited about that I've been working on for quite a while now. I wanted to do this episode today, not just because I'm heading off to the Autism One Conference, I know a number of you may be as well, and I wanted you to be prepared for that, but also because I'm really excited to announce that I am producing a summit for everybody uh, to listen in on for free. Uh, that is called the Autism, ADHD, and Sensory Processing Disorder Summit, which will air from June 19th through the 28th for 10 days, and uh, during which time you can watch the uh, interviews for free. I have a fabulous list of speakers uh, to talk to you on all different types of subjects from everything from biomedical interventions to nutritional to different types of neuro rehab and functional neurology and uh, many, many more things, uh, essential oils uh, as well in terms of how they can support uh, certain functions in the, in the kids' bodies. So I'm super excited about that. Can't wait for you to hear more about that. And uh, I will be making sure that there's a link in the show notes uh, for you to sign up for the free event uh, when as soon as possible. So uh, otherwise, you can head over to uh, www.autismadhdandsensoryprocessingdisorder summit. Long name, yes, I know, uh, but hopefully easy to remember. dot com, and you can sign up there for the free event too. Anyway, thanks again, and I hope you have a great week. Talk to you soon.